This is going to be a brief story time about the first wave of the coronavirus. My whole entire rendition to how it was. I think I'm going to touch on the most from March all the way to at least August or before the fall time. I'm going to reach on that. So you know that COVID-19 really started hitting the United States around January or February. There was a report that came from China about this random virus being found out and that now in this age, right, you know, we have all the conspiracy theories, things change, society has really changed. Like there, there's just a complete difference to how things was prior to how COVID came in to now how COVID came in. And, you know, my thing is, you know, if you guys were paying attention Season three was in COVID, right? Not something I really need to mention, but, you know, I worked on season three during COVID and, you know, I wanted to give you guys a little bit more than what I usually give you because I wanted you guys to feel a little bit more comfortable at home, even though I was doing all of this just by merely the tap of my fingers. COVID is really something. Let me say that. Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself protected. Keep yourself, you know, notified about all the different things that's going on because COVID is wild. And, you know, with all these different strains and all these different things that's happening across the world, I would advise people to really protect themselves. But my story is, you know, I heard about COVID late, 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 late December. I remember that I just got back from a trip in Philly. I spent out I spent the day out there and uh you know I came back hearing this report about this virus out in China whatever you know what I'm saying I was like yeah yeah whatever you know what I'm saying January came around I was working I was working during the night and you know I'm doing my thing you know what I'm saying I'm seeing what's going on and they're like oh yo covid chinese people and let me let me say this I remember before COVID happened, I would ride the train and I would usually see Asians. I would say I would see Chinese, presumably Chinese people always wearing these masks. And I always wondered to myself, I, I would always think to myself, I'm like, why is it that you always see these Chinese people wearing masks, whether they're my age or they're older? Like, what is what is the deal with that? Why do they do that? And, you know, I have looked it up a little bit, but they would say things like the smog is really bad in China, certain Chinese cities. And um, the air quality sucks out there. Now, I don't know if that's the basis for why they wear masks, but that seemed like a one possible solution on why they wear what they wear. And um, so I'm looking around at stuff. I'm just researching and then, you know. A lot of things was just going down at the times, but we weren't really focused on it. So living in New York, I believe around March, they said the first case of the COVID hit in Riverdale, Bronx. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. The coronavirus is here. COVID-19. It's here. And... I didn't think anything of it. I was just thinking maybe it was like synonymous with like how the bird flu was back in 2009, 
which I never caught, by the way. I never caught the swine flu. I never caught, caught the bird flu. And throughout my whole entire years of living on this earth, like I've never really seen anything so detrimental, like all these like flus and all these type of different viruses growing up, like chicken pox, I remember. I remember having chicken pox as a kid. That's the only thing that I could really re- that I could really remember off the top of my head. But the swine flu back in 2009 and then, you know, this COVID thing going on and the COVID going on longer than what I expected because we're still in it. And my thing that was going on with COVID when it first hit New York, you know, I was just like, oh, yeah. Whatever, it's going to be out of here within like maybe the next couple of months or something like that. It ain't even a big deal. No, I was wrong. I was absolutely, completely wrong. Had our first case of it in Riverdale, Bronx, right? Then after that, started spreading a little bit more, spreading a little bit more. Then it was like lockdown. Then what happened was is that because of the company I was at, I remember having to wear a hazmat suit and go around and clean off desks and offices because someone at that job caught COVID. All of these different things happened at once. I didn't even know it was going to be this much of a big deal. I'm like, holy crap, this is crazy. March and April, it just seems as if like it just came out of nowhere. And then they're talking about this lockdown and all these different things. What the hell is going on? Right? That goes down. So now you have the lockdown. Now I'm going to all these different places, making sure everything is sanitized. My family's like, you know, Blaze, be safe out there. You know, make sure you're wearing a mask at all times and make sure that you're wiping down surfaces wiping down this and doing all that when you go outside. Don't be that type of man to be, you know, all these different things that's going on, all these precautions and all these different things. I started to enjoy when COVID first hit. You'd be like, why do you enjoy it? It was a world that I never seen before with phase one of this COVID situation. It was a world that I never seen before. Living in New York, I never would have expected seeing these streets more empty, okay? Seeing these streets more empty. Going on a train, these trains are dead-ass empty, okay? I'm talking trains, like, with not a lot of passengers in it. We're talking a 60 to 90% decrease of ridership. That is a rarity, Almost never happens in New York. It's got to be my witness. Ever since the day I was born, I've never seen that before in a New York City subway system. Ever. The only thing you were seeing was homeless people riding the train. And then maybe just a couple of people besides myself. Okay? And it started to get wild, man. I remember getting on a, 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 a three train downtown and I seen a whole entire platter of crap on the floor. Like someone, human waste on the sixth car of the three train. That's what I saw. That was nuts. You had people literally giving themselves a bath on a train. That's what was going on. Then after that, you know, 
service was so they they cut down service so you know people is catching mta workers is caught catching covid right they're catching covid you know it's a lot of emptiness it's the springtime so i'm thinking oh yeah you know maybe it's just allergies and then all these elevated reports of death from covid you know you had the senior citizens catching covid then andrew cuomo coming on and saying hey governor cuomo coming on and saying hey we need to handle this COVID situation, we need to do what we have to do. Then Mayor de Blasio, Mayor de Blasio was really slow on it. And I just really have to make that that point right there. He was really slow on it. And I really have to say that I, I critique him for that. He's just a bad mayor. Uh, you know, what my whole thing about it is, it was fascinating to travel on the train after work. It was. Like, for instance, taking the A train. Why was there an A train on a local track? And why was there an A train on the express track? They have the same train. But then they divided it by branches. So it was the one that was coming from Far Rockaway. Then it was the other one that was coming from Lefferts Boulevard. One was doing local service. The other was doing express. I don't know why it was, it was crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Then when you get on a bus, free. Free. It, no, it was free. I didn't have to pay for nothing. I didn't have to pay for nothing. All you had to do was get on the back of the, back of the bus. But that brings me on to my next point. When it started to become all these different things about six feet rules and, you know, all these different things, certain people was wilding out. Certain people was just like, you're not social distancing. Even still today, certain people be like, you're not social distancing. And it's like, miss, I'm standing directly six feet behind you. I'm not near you. I'm not all these different things. Like, what is your problem? Right? And my thing about it is with this whole quote unquote social distancing thing. I don't think that New York took better precautions on social distancing. I don't really think they did because still a lot of the transportations, like the bus was getting crowded. And my thing is there were people still sitting next to each other. Even now with COVID still going on, it's still people sitting next to each other. I look at these places where they have these restaurants, still people not even sitting six feet next to each other. These line designations that they put on there seems like it's like five foot five better than it is six feet or five foot seven or five foot eight. Like I'm literally trying to imagine a person laying down based on their height and seeing if it's actually six feet away from each other. A lot of things that they've done, right? And then the conspiracy theories come in. So you talk about the Simpsons, right? The Simpsons had that episode from whatever year and it was talking about, we need to go ahead and create a fake virus and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. Art imitates life. That happens. Then you have the movie we was thinking about, Contagion. Then a lot of other people was talking about all these movies that made the allusions to the idea and the concept of the COVID coronavirus. Besides that, I recently seen, well, not recently, a couple of months ago or last month or whatever, I had seen a video I had seen a promo of a movie that was talking about COVID-23. Not COVID-19, not COVID-20, COVID-23. You know how insane that is? So they're talking about a worse strain than the strain that we have right now. That's going to be COVID. And that it's basically going to be a ghost town. No one's going to be outside. Stricter restrictions. Okay. And that all these different things is going to happen. So... That was the main start of it. 
Then it started getting warm outside. You know, you know, you had the whole thing where they opened up the island in the Bronx to get rid of the dead bodies that was affected by COVID. All the things that was happening with the senior citizens and then, you know, all these people randomly dying from COVID. And then it really started to get real because in the beginning, I'm just like, oh, this is this is fake. This is bullshit. This is not real. This is not this is a fake ass virus, man. This is this is stupid. But then personally, there's people around me who actually passed away from COVID. So that's why I was like, oh, okay. Let me take back what I said. <laughs> Let me take back what I said. And it started getting hot outside. You know, I'm still working. I'm still doing my thing. Well, I'm still working, right? Uh, so besides that, you know, going to work, making sure everything is cool, you know, starts getting hot outside. So what is it going to be like when it comes to recreational activity? Now everybody wants to stay in the house when it comes to the summertime. Nobody does. Everybody wants to go outside and enjoy life. But how are we going to do it with this COVID, go- COVID thing going on? So, you know, things resume and all these different things. But then the George Floyd thing happens. The Ahmaud Arbery, th- the Ahmaud Arbery thing happens. Protest. People are in an uproar. Black Lives Matter makes their grand appearance. People are just like, no justice, no peace. Riots start happening. There's been this whole entire discussion about how you've had these people out here who signed up to be protesters for money to cause anarchy out on the streets. June. People are tagging up these stores, busting out windows and all these different things on these businesses across the country. Need I remind you, this COVID pandemic has made thousands upon thousands of businesses go out of business. I have not seen so many boarded up stores in places that used to be making money like that, gone, gone. I even thought to myself, there's certain businesses that I thought of, I was like, how the hell do they stay in business so long and it's all rinky dink in there? COVID gave it the reality. You gotta pack up your bags and go. You can't afford to stay here. And that was just something crazy to see to me that a lot of these just businesses was just shutting down one by one. And I think it's still continuing now. And a lot of people had to go for broke. Then getting back to this whole thing about Black Lives Matter and all these protests going on in the city. You know, you have those different things that's going on. You know, they said they set a police precinct on fire. And just just the fact of the matter that is going on alone, alone, I can't really say much more. But, um, you know, that goes on. I say I have my reclamations to it. Uh, well, not my reclamations, my, my pushback on it. And I say things like, you know, I don't support Black Lives Matter, which is true. I don't support Black Lives Matter. I don't like them. But I mean, it starts to get a little bit more rough. The parades that we usually have is not happening no more. A lot of things start to become electronic. You know, a lot of these apps start to come out. Zoom starts to become popular. StreamYard becomes popular. The app 
well, TikTok, of course, was popular at the time, so that's already popular. There's other apps. Clubhouse recently started to become popular, so that still was a while before Clubhouse happened. But a lot of these like apps to talk online and all these conversations and people just want to connect online. People are talking about online dating and like, oh, what's going on? I still want to date and blah, blah, blah. It's not, <laughs> it's not pre- preferable, okay? It's not preferable. But then we get to one thing, y'all, that starts a debate about what we think about the breakdown of society. What is it you may ask, Blaze? What is it that you're trying to say? Only fans. That's illusion and alluded to the twerk culture. Only fans. Only fans was the biggest thing that got made of during 2020. Only fans. Don't go for broke. I can shake my ass and show you my pussy and I'm going to get paid $10,000 and $20,000. I'm going to make enough money I can move out my parents' house. All for showing off myself in my panties and my bra as a woman. Yep, that's what OnlyFans started to do. And all this debate about self-respect and self-worth started to come in as a conversation. And nobody, nobody knew what to do. It was crazy. It was all these different things and something we still talk about today. And it was really, it was nuts, right? So getting back to this Black Lives Matter and these protests. The next thing that happens is, at least in New York, because all these different things happen with people, you know, throwing out, uh, throwing stuff in the windows to crack the windows and, you know, make sure the windows get blasted and all these different things. Destroyed, destroying all these businesses, like I said. The police come in. The police say, you have an 8 p.m. curfew. If you do not abide by the 8 p.m. curfew, you're going to be in big trouble. So I've never seen a city. And I, mind you, I was working that day, too. Never seen a city so quiet. Like, literally, I heard crickets for the first time. Deadass quiet, no noise. If there was people making noise outside, it was echoing. That's how quiet it was. Okay? That's what happened. So then you carry on from that. Still trying to link up with my people who want to do some stuff on social media in order to, you know, start making some moves with the brand and the business. I told you guys, I had season three. I did season three. I still was going out places. But I wasn't, not events, but I still was going out. So that's what happened. So then it's all that. Summertime, you know, I can't really, I can only speak to what I can speak to. But I know from then on there, you know, now it's the recent thing with COVID and all these different things, the strands and all these different things. And maybe things started to become a little bit more quieter. Broadway, like they were saying, Broadway, it was crazy to see Broadway out of business. No shows. And then you just go down the line. All these different things happen, like I said. And, you know, a lot of people started to come out more and all these different things based upon the protesting and all these different things. But it was just a sight to see. And with that, the fall time came around, you know, I don't really know what else to say to that. But, you know, I still said, hey, I still want to go outside and I still want to do all these different things. So things started to come calm down. But otherwise than that, guys, it was a crazy, crazy COVID, you know, and even like, you know, going back to the idea of work in the springtime. It was just amazing when I told you that the trains weren't crowded. I forgot to leave out one thing. 
there was still a lot of immigrants and a lot of people involved in the medical field and more so medical people coming into work by train. So lines like the D and the four were still crowded. You still had people crowding up the trains on certain lines. Okay. There still was those medical professions, you know, the droves of people that was going on buses, figuring out what to do with all these people that had COVID, the flu, all these different things. And now you're talking the vaccines, the vaccines and their malpractices causing all these people to have all these ailments from it. That's the crazy part about this COVID thing and vaccines, so-called African-Americans. That's another thing I forgot to touch on. So-called African-Americans being in the leading cases of COVID. Did that put fear in my heart? Absolutely not. Because I did feel like it was propaganda and that they were doing this with the selection of eugenics. Because, of course, we understood from day one, all they really want to do is kill off so-called black people across the world, but mainly North American Negroes as much as they can. And I'm a spiritual man. I start to recognize this. Shout outs to one of the guys I watch on YouTube that put this perspective on me. But it was one of those type of things I started to watch and I started to analyze. And I was like, okay, I get it. You're, You're trying to kill us. You want us dead. You want us to take this vaccine to convince us that, you know, everything is going to be all right. We're just trying to save y'all because of blah, blah, blah and all this other stuff. We're just trying to help you. It's all bull. But, you know, I seen that going on. And then, you know, the the whole thing of going to work. And when I would get out of work around like 7 p.m., all these people around clapping outside their windows and having these chants and be like, yeah, thank you, frontline and essential workers. And I'll be sitting up there like, this is kind of funny. I don't know why. It's just kind of funny. People clapping outside their windows and banging on some type of object to say, thank you guys for going to work for us and making us feel safe. I was like, well, I'm getting paid to do easy work. So it is what it is. So that's the only thing I can really think of with my story time of the first phase of COVID. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Peace.